I don't belong to one of those trends. Mm -hmm. The real big problem, the life in New York was too tough. Half a billion media, education, accounting, finance, hospitality. Wild idea, very hard industry. Welcome to the next episode of In China Between Meetings with your host, Marian Danka. I'm extremely excited to have another very interesting guest today, Nayon Chan. Thank you very much for joining me. Thank you very much for finding time for me. Thank you for having me. I know that you have very impressive international background. You work in different countries, South Korea, Singapore, USA. Now you're in China. You have uh, professional experience. You have entrepreneurial experience. Can you please walk me through all those experiences and tell me what did you do before and how did you end up in China? Um, so actually, I'm a South Korean. I was born and uh, grew up in South Korea. I worked a little bit and then moved to the U.S. actually to study and became a CPA. Uh, so I worked as a CPA in New York for about seven years. By then, I was married uh, with a Norwegian husband and we had the two small kids and the life in New York was too tough with the two CPAs and trying to raise a family. So we moved to Norway where I became an entrepreneur journey. And then after that, we got to move to Korea. Yeah, so there I also worked a couple of very interesting jobs and then back to Norway and Singapore and China. So in in a sense, I am a trailing spouse of an um, expat. I am very lucky that each place we go, um, I find the opportunities to work, uh, mostly as an entrepreneur, but also when we were back in my home country, South Korea, I was able to find a very interesting projects. So arrived in China in 2014, mm -hmm. and I've been here since. Mm -hmm. So the first city is Shanghai, or you've been to other yes, places? Yes, I, we, we came to Shanghai in 2014 in January, and this is the only place uh, we've been. Why did you pick Shanghai? I'm just curious. Well, actually, it's just uh, my husband's job was transferred. We were in Singapore for a short time, year and a half, from Norway to Singapore, uh, where actually I had the business. I came up with a business idea in Singapore. I was starting to explore that, and then actually my husband's company um, got us relocated uh, to Shanghai, and it turned it even more interesting. So uh, I'm very lucky case that I came to Shanghai as an expert's wife, but with a sort of a business idea. Mm. Great, and Shanghai definitely is the best place to be, right? Uh, at the yes. moment, at yes. least, and for business as well. If you're running a startup, you know exactly how crucial it is to have enough resources and timely support to grow your business. We Hustle is working with Amazon Web Services to provide some awesome benefits to the startups in our community. Apart from the technical support and consultation, you can apply for Amazon Web Services Activate program and enjoy up to 175,000 RMB in Amazon Web Services promotional credit. Click the link below to get more information. Um, 
before we start talking about your company, which is Tia, right? I've, which is also in the senior care, uh -huh. and senior care is the big, big, big uh, challenge and problem and topic at the moment in China, probably in other countries as well. So, can you please uh, give some numbers and demonstrate the scale and the depths of the challenge, and how government is actually helping out and tackle the problem? Mm. Well, so the recent population survey shows that uh, currently there are 264 millions of people over 60 years old, and it is going to reach almost 500 million, half a billion in 2050. So it's over a 60% jump. And um, so there will not be enough younger population who can really take care of the seniors. So there has been a lot of initiatives um, in China. Um, unfortunately, most of the initiatives were geared towards uh, real estate investment. Mm -hmm. They believe that because most uh, you know industries in China all started with uh, by building buildings, whether it's education, hospitality. So that's how actually the economy started to build and be, people became rich. So that's uh, how it got started. And uh, after the initial real estate, I mean, real estate business is still ongoing, but then there has been a lot of investment in technology, mm -hmm. thinking that people need to use technology because, well, partly because there are not going to be enough people to take care of and because those technologies available. So that's also still ongoing, but um, actually the sector hasn't really kind of emerged in a good way so that technology is used and the seniors actually um, receive the, the service that, that they, they deserve. So it is still fragmented industry in some ways. Mm -hmm. So that means there are plenty of opportunities, but let's say if I'm a young startup and I want to enter the market, how hard is it? Um, what about the policies and regulations? It is, um, I must say that it is a very hard industry. There are even international uh, sort of giants who tried this market and many of them uh, gave up. Um, even the Chinese locals. Um, it is very difficult to find the right uh, business model because policies change. Um, a lot of uh, people, including the policymakers, they started with certain assumptions about this industry as to how it may evolve, how it may develop. But the realities are different from their initial assumptions. So most companies had to pivot. And also because it's still part of the broader healthcare industry, uh, so you cannot ignore the government policies. So trying to fit into the government policies, which very often changes, and also try to make economic sense. So it is, it is not very easy. Yeah, There are a lot of people who jumped into this industry and very few actually make money. So I hope you're one of those few. Um, and Stia is uh, basically is tackling the challenge, right? And you are in the space and you've been here for a while. Please tell me more about Stia. What does it do? How do you help uh, seniors? Well, actually, um, before I uh, discovered the senior care industry, then I was kind of a fiddling with uh, online training uh, to give a vocational training. Mm. 
because the, the basic uh, concept was that, okay, China is evolving from manufacturing-based economy to service-based economy, but the culture of service really didn't exist. So let's say in 2014, actually, the country was pretty different from now. And um, so I wanted, to, um, I wanted to build this vocational training online, interactive online video-based uh, training system. Uh, the motivation was actually when, when we lived in Singapore, then, you know, there are a lot of uh, maids, uh, housemaids who come from different countries, the Philippines, Indonesia, Malaysia. And uh, many of them, some of them live in a relatively sort of a not very good environment, depending mm -hmm. on who their bosses are. And uh, some of them actually have college degrees, right? So I thought it was just a wild idea. You know, <laughs> once you're an entrepreneur, you're always an entrepreneur. So I kind of uh, thought about it what if we can actually put together a professional vocational training system so that they could actually start a professional career instead of uh, staying as a housemaid and their passports are ta taken by their bosses and so on. So that was the original idea. And then um, I continued with that concept after I arrived in Shanghai. And in 2016, I uh, discovered uh, the, the senior care industry. So by 2016, I spent two, two years actually trying to understand China, learn, study China, and understand the, what we're trying to do, what kind, of a, what kind of competencies needed to build interactive vocational training system. Because I don't have that domain knowledge. I have done a lot of this different businesses, media, education, accounting, finance, hospitality. But digital media is a sector which evolved so quickly. And it was 2014 still, it's quite different um, you know, compared to now. So I had to study. So we were uh, doing quite a few pilot projects, sometimes working with the people from digital media segment, e-learning segment, a game industry, trying to really you know, land on the kind of concept which I envision in my brain. So it took two years, 2016, I kind of thought, okay, I think I understand how to do this. Then around that time, I ran into some people in the senior care industry through American Chamber. So I was the, uh, the entrepreneurship chair at the AmCham at that time. And at one of the events we organized, there were uh, quite a few um, international senior care players, meaning they run uh, nursing home chains. So they, were, uh, they have been working in China for a few years. And at the time, their pain point that they talked about was that you know, they spent many years trying to get settled in China, finding joint venture partners, getting the proper license and things from the government. And now they completed building, you know, huge communities, right? And then new challenges. How and where do we find people? And how do we train them? And they said, this is a real big problem that we actually don't know how to do. Mm. And they were really literally pulling their hair out. And then me as a person who was fiddling with the, 
you know, vocational online training concept. At the time, my dilemma, personal dilemma as an entrepreneur was that in the service sector industry, whether you're talking about food and beverage or retail, or let's say even, you know, yeah, most, most uh, hospitality industry, um, different companies have different SOPs, their own service standards. So you cannot have standardized content. So as an entrepreneur, I wanted to build a broad content library that could apply to most players within the given industry. So that was actually, I discovered that that was not possible, especially in food and beverage and things. Like for example, Wagas, they asked me, hey, can you build us a training app for us? Then, I mean, not that I was qualified to do that, but even if we did that, then we will build a training app for them and give it to them. And I have nothing left. I get paid, but I don't have uh, any intellectual property left in my library. So I was actually starting to pull my hair out. And then when I met these uh, people from the senior care industry, then I thought, oh my God, let's check out what senior care industry is all about. What kind of training do they need? And then when I started to research, it is such a broad and actually the type of knowledge and skill sets that care industry workers need to know is so big, mm -hmm. so broad, so, and it really excited me. Because not only do they need to learn how to take care of elderly people, but elderly people, most of them have a few chronic diseases. So you really need to understand, mm. you know, what are these chronic diseases? What are risk factors in some of the procedures they need to do? How do they really provide proper service, you know, with the, with the consideration of all these risk factors? And so, so I decided to jump into the senior care industry. So oh. that was 2016 and never really looked back. Well, another thing that I checked at that time was that, okay, who is working in this sector? So when I started to meet some of the industry people, whether it's uh, government-related uh, associations and, and so on, they were all looking around the world. Are there any good content we can import to China? And then I soon discovered that they don't work. You know, international standards up there. You know, Chinese, actually, most of the care workers that come into this sector have very low education in mm -hmm. general especially at that time, many of them were illiterate. Like a 2016 statistics show, 60% uh, or so had the elementary to middle school education mm. and not quite literate, gap. right? So you could not import international, you know, standardized uh, training content and expect that just translate into Chinese and expect that these people would actually learn which is actually not academic theories. Uh, we are actually talking about real skills mm -hmm. that they could that they could really mm -hmm. learn and apply. So um, I thought that there was definitely a market that nobody was working in that space. Mm -hmm. So, so your company still is creating content, video content, which is crafted for Chinese market specifically. Yeah, we 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 adhere to the Chinese sort of a national standard framework and then we search international market and bring in the most internationally mm -hmm. mainstream 
standardized procedures. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we try to fit into both uh, international right. standards yet match Chinese national standards. Your videos have uh, copyrights, right? And also you yeah. work with the universities. It, it looks like very strategic, long-term thinking. I'm just curious, how do you build this, build this strategy around it? <laughs> well, you know, it sounds pretty good. Um, it sounds good, yes. It sounds but good. how do you know it will work? Um, I can tell you that, um, you know, I'm, uh, I'm quite early for China market. And in, and in a way, it's good because building content, you cannot just build, let's say, 50 videos and say, hey, we're a content company, please use us. No, this is still a learning system. Then you need to have a proper curriculum-based structured content, right? Then it actually does take, yeah, it does take time. And uh, um, in many ways, internationally, you find very few sources where they actually have a structured online curriculum-based content. Because you can think back, like, um, you know, a country like uh, UK, where their national health system actually had this uh, senior-oriented long-term care as, as uh, at the center place of their national health system. So they have a long history. However, in the on the, the real you know um, the uh, in the real real world, when you're looking at um, senior care industry, when there are new workers that come on board, usually the training happens on the job because there are enough seasoned uh, people mm -hmm. who just you know, the tag them along, yeah, for the first week, and then that's how they learn. So they really did not need to develop systematic online training course. So that's why when international players who came to China and what Chinese real estate owners, so because of their joint venture relationship, just like they used to do in the hospital, when they started to build the hotel industry, then Chinese real estate owners and international brands, whether it's a Hilton, Marriott, you know, Hyatt, then they worked really well together because international companies provided all the operational you know, competence, mm -hmm. including training. And Chinese owners had no other options but to let them do it. For them to be able to maintain the name brand, five-star status, and all that. And Chinese uh, industry, they thought that same thing would apply into senior care industry. But it turned out that it's, uh, it's uh, quite different. Primarily, one of the things is, I mean, there are many, many reasons, but these international players are not like five-star hotels. They themselves actually do not have mm -hmm. structured curriculum-based mm -hmm. training content that can be converted into Chinese. So that mm -hmm. was the biggest, you know, uh, I guess, challenge in this industry that they discovered after they started to work together for a few years. So, and that's one of the reasons why most of the international players are not successful or they may have already retreated. Mm -hmm. We chatted a couple of times uh, be before, right? And you mentioned that if you're not really techy or high-tech startups, it might be uh, uh, more difficult to raise um, investment, attract attention. Do you feel that for your company? And how do you go about it? Well, 
Absolutely, that is true because you know investors they tend to invest based on trends, you mm-hmm. know, shared economy. Then everybody right. invests in shared economy, and you know. So yeah, everywhere. and uh, digital health. So now you know everybody invests, you know, robotics, you know, AI. There are enough uh, enough uh, segments that investors are are focused on. Um, I yes. And because a lot of investors got burned in the senior care industry, mm-hmm. yeah, so their willingness to invest is low, and they believe that they understand the industry. Um, I tend not to really agree with them um, mm-hmm. because the industry is still trying to figure out the the, the you know uh, right direction, and there are there are room because especially as a content provider because whether you have building owners or you, you are a building owner or you are the technology developer uh, the industry is lacking competence competence to be able to give the proper service competence to be able to use the technology so we are sort of at the center of the industry that can really bring all these other segments together. That's the way I see it. Um, because the investors are looking at trends only, then I don't belong to one of those trends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it is difficult to get the investors on board. Um, another difficulty is that uh, investors actually, in some ways, uh, rightfully so, uh, they're hesitant to invest in foreign-owned um, uh, you know, startup without the strong Chinese team, mm-hmm. especially business team or co-founder. Um, I have been trying to find a good Chinese partner. That is very difficult because very this is such a mainstream business. It's not the high tech. If it had been mainstream you know, healthcare sector or technology sector, there will be plenty of globalized, you know, uh, internationally based Chinese people who would be willing to join in. I'm in the mainstream senior care industry. So uh, that is challenging. One thing that is lucky for me is that my business doesn't need a lot of investments. Mm-hmm. We basically have a few people who sit there, we do a lot of research and we create content. We don't invest in equipment. We don't invest in facilities, right? So I have been able to fund it uh, so far. And because every day we work, we are in a way building the content library, building our intellectual properties, the assets. So I felt that based on my previous uh, ventures, where when you actually fold, then you lose. Mm-hmm. Very often you lose everything. Whereas I know that I'm building assets. So it didn't really worry me, but you are absolutely right. It is difficult to attract uh, investors, uh, especially because I, I want to work with the right investors who share the vision, who really sees the market, who is actually willing to you know, understand what we are trying to do because we do actually have a fantastic business model. Uh, but most people kind of uh, play on the surface mm-hmm. and they are either, oh, 
it's a very difficult to find a good business model in this industry, or we don't invest in non-technology sector. A lot of investors actually, you know, think that way. So I look at my company as a technology enabler mm -hmm. or a digital health enabler because digital technology for healthcare industry has been developed by young people because young people are talented. They understand the technology. But most people who need healthcare are older people. So there is actually sort of a gap in mm -hmm. user experience um, not being on the on target. So I think uh, there is a bit of a challenge there. Um, uh, that's why a lot of companies uh, didn't really make it, even though all the apps, you know, to, to manage uh, diabetes and all that. And there are so many of them, right? So I think we are kind of a, we are linking. And uh, um, yeah, so I, yeah, in one word, I would say that we are digital health enabler. That's great positioning. And the final one, before I, I drive you to your next meeting, I would love to ask you, what are the experiences that you gained, acquired abroad, are helping you now to build your company here in China? If you can think about two or three, the most important. Um, I think, you know, I think a lot of people in Shanghai will, will, will uh, empathize with me that when you actually move around, you actually learn from different cultures, right? I, you know, from, from my original country, Korea and uh, USA, Norway, Singapore, uh, here. And uh, you also are not afraid to check out different countries. You know, what kind of systems do they have? Where can I learn? So the world is my platform, right? So I study, okay, yeah, Singapore has the best system. You know, in Europe, UK, I think uh, this segment of their system is pretty good for China. So I feel that we're in a good position to kind of adopt the best systems that could work in China. And that we are able to see things from bird's eye view rather than starting at the bottom, looking at one product and see, I'm going to develop this fantastic product and, you know, gain a lot of customers. But usually when you develop the, you know, product that way, it tends to fail. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, I guess, um, yeah, global view, multicultural, being able to understand, uh, you know, different systems and being able to evaluate uh, West. Western lifestyle, culture versus Eastern, I think that's helpful. Mm. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for this insights. I wish you to find uh, the best co-founder ever uh, on your journey in China, finally. Um, expand to more cities, create more content, uh, bridge the gap between senior care and other industries, be that enable, be that connector. And um, that was in China between meetings with Nayon Chan, uh, the founder and CEO of Steer. Please check it out. Um, I think you have the website, you have the LinkedIn, right? And uh, we see you next time. Please like, like uh, share and comment.